You're listening to the Enneagram MBA podcast, a show about understanding people at work, including yourself. I'm your host, Sarah Wallace, and I'm excited to be diving into this week's episode with you. Could your coworker be an Enneagram times six? In this episode today, we are going to be looking um, more closely at the Enneagram Type 6 at work and some general clues that uh, could point you in the right direction to their type, giving you some insights and maybe considerations for you know why they think or feel or are doing the things that they're doing, most likely very differently than you, and how they might be experiencing a conversation, a meeting, um, a project, and to help you kind of make that process, that experience a little more smooth, a little more happy, healthy. Um, And then also if you're butting heads, maybe shine some light onto based on what you know about your type and the possibility that, that they might be coming from the place of the type six might be able to um, allow you to ask some questions to gain some insight. Um, So again, it's a starting point, not necessarily a label. Last week, we talked about some clues to keep an eye out um, that might indicate that your coworker is coming from the type five perspective. They might be wearing that type five lens. Um, Today, we are staying in that kind of head center of intelligence going around the Enneagram and looking at our type six. So before we get into some common clues um, or some common characteristics, a quick refresher on our type six. The type six profile is that they are striving to feel secure. They have a very strong desire to feel safe and supported. And and who doesn't, right? Everybody wants to feel safe and supported. I think that's, that's just in us as human beings. We want to survive. For a six, it is the most most out of all the other potential motivators out there, this is the core thing that really drives them. So anything that could kind of leave them unsupported, disconnected from their supportive group, Make, put them in an unsafe situation, uh, put them in some sort of uncertainty, it's going to be something that they will typically want to avoid. Our type six superpower, one of many, is that they are great at supporting others. This is one of the things that they most value, most want to be for other people, um, or I should say most value want from other people that they want from other people. And so they are really good at kind of reciprocating that and being incredibly supportive. I think this is sometimes where that loyalist nickname will come from. Now, any type can be loyal. They all can be loyal and and they all can be supportive. Uh, But this just really comes natural for our sixes. They are aware of what someone needs. They know how to support them. They are steadfast. They are very dependable, very loyal, um, and and really able to look out for the common good. Yes, themselves, and then also what's best for the group. Not always all the time, but, but many times. Now, because of that, because of that core driver, um, the those core fears, uh, some common challenges that a six might struggle with is around self doubt, uh, because they are because they do want to make sure that they're doing 
not the right thing, like the type one, as in right or wrong, good or bad, but the right thing, the best thing, the most safe thing, the most secure thing that's going to keep them okay, like being okay, um, and whatever that means. And so they will question themselves a lot. Um, They are known for having an inner committee. And so it's not necessarily harsh and and overly critical like our type ones with the inner critic, but it's a committee. And so it's like, oh, we could do this or we could do this, but what if this happens or what if this happens or, and it's kind of um, can sometimes lead to that paralysis analysis. Um, they are very inquisitive. They have a lot of questions. Um, they're not, they don't tend to go with the flow. And so when someone shares a plan um, of, of how something's going to go, they are going to have some questions. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But they tend to be a little skeptical. Um, next week, we'll be talking about our type sevens. They tend to, to look into the future like our sixes, but they're thinking, what's possible, what could go right, what might unfold for us, whereas a six is looking out and thinking, what might go wrong, and how can I prepare for that? So when new ideas are brought up in the work setting or um, a different way of doing something, they're going to have some questions and maybe even some skepticism around, will that work? And sometimes, I don't know, I don't think sixes intend for it to come across this way, but on the receiving end of that, it can sometimes feel combative. Um, It can feel like, oh gosh, they're being suspicious of me. They don't trust me. Um, They can also sometimes struggle with this idea of settling. And I don't know that this is this is bad necessarily. I think there is a place for it just to to allow something to to be what it is for now. Uh, But sometimes they will settle for mediocrity, um, just kind of just, just maybe they didn't get everything that they wanted, but they, they're, they know for, they know what to expect. And so they just might stick around in the same job or never ask for that promotion or to take on more because of maybe the fear of, uh, you know, what the unknown of what that new role might be transferring to a new city, taking on something new. Um, so very different um, than that type three energy that we'll talk about later about striving to feel outstanding. That's almost in direct conflict. Um, and so sometimes threes and sixes will will kind of um, sometimes there's a lot of similarities and it can be hard to narrow down, but that's one of those things. And I would say a lot of sixes say, well, no, I, I'm, I want to be outstanding as well. I, I want to be successful. Um, and that is true. And the thing to kind of look at though, is what might you be willing to give up for a three? I think they also want to be safe and know everything is going to be okay, but they're willing to, um, kind of go into the unknown, jump into uncertainty for the reward of being outstanding and being successful. Whereas while that's important to a six, it may not be as easy um, to kind of leap into that uncertainty in a situation that might not be safe. Um, so yes, they want to be outstanding, but they might hold back a little bit um, for that that core kind of motive, that core uh, strategy of feeling 
safe and secure is going to be the top. So that's kind of where our type sixes are coming from. There's lots of different ways that that energy can be expressed. Um, sixes can be incredible leaders. They can be direct. They can be, you know, driven. Uh, they can also struggle with with fear and anxiety and the unknown. Um, and it just, you know, differs on different people, different days where they're at in their growth path. We're going to go through a couple of clues that might just give you some insight into where your teammate might be coming from if some of this is sounding familiar. So you might be working with a type six if they are excellent troubleshooters. Um, this is one of their nicknames as well, the troubleshooter for our type sixes. Um, they will often find themselves in the, these situations where they're maybe saving the team time or money by thinking ahead and by pointing out potential holes or weaknesses in the plan that everybody else is so excited about. So that's where that skepticism and that questioning can really be beneficial and another superpower for a team. You might be working with a type six if every time they get a new assignment, they have what seems to you like a million questions before they can start. So as someone who is managing or leading a type six, yes, I have heard that that can be very frustrating annoying, feels like they don't trust you. Uh, but again, when you know like, okay, this person, they're not doing it that has anything to do with me. They're not trying to make me look stupid. They're not trying to you know, frustrate me. They want to feel safe and secure. And to, one of the ways for them to do that is to know about a situation as much as possible. So as much information, as much um as many answers as I can give to their questions, that's going to make them feel that much more safe, that much more supported. Another clue that you might be working with the type six is if they sometimes have a hard time making decisions and really need a lot of time to comb over the information, to comb through the data um, before they can decide what to do. These are your pro and con people. Uh, the the list making, um, a little similar to the five. It's just like, I, I need to see the information. I need to see the data here. I need to see the analysis. Um, let me do some more research so that I know that I'm making the best decision for me versus oh, I just got a gut instinct and I'm just going to move forward. I can't explain it, right? There's some of us that that have that. These sixes need all the information and time to really make a decision. You might be working with the type six if in meetings, um, they play the role of the devil's advocate, uh, sometimes testing other people's point of view. What if this happens? Well, have you thought about this? Well, then what have you thought about that? Um, how do you know this will work? What What is making you think that this is a good idea? And I know as a seven, it's like, oh, I get it, an idea and I want to share it. And I'm so excited about this exciting idea and about all the possibilities. And on the receiving end of, of something like this, it can feel like, oh my gosh, such a downer. They just are so pessimistic. They can't see the possibilities. Um, when in reality, it's, it's coming from a place of great care and concern, not just for themselves, but for their team. I want to be okay, but I also want to make sure that the rest of you are okay. And while these 
questions may not seem like they're coming from a caring place. Um, they they truly are. They truly are. They they want to be excited about that idea. They most likely want to you know move forward with it and and be excited and jump into all the potential that this has. Um, however, they also don't want to jump into you know a, a black hole mistakes. Uh, you know you know taking time to that might take. the time to turn the ship around or, you know, whatever that might be losing, losing money, losing people. And so, um, these questions are important. Like anything, there is a point, right. Um, where the sixes can overdo it, but it's very important to have this perspective on a team. Another clue that you might be working with a type six is if they express a lot of doubt, um, even, of their own work. Um, and maybe we talked about kind of can display that paralysis analysis where they really never get to the point where they feel confident enough to take action. And this is something to be aware of as a manager. Um, and then as a supportive teammate, it's like, listen, I know that you have all the information already and now it's time, you know, to jump into it. And now it's time to trust yourself and to trust what you know. And even if it's a mistake, you've done all that you can do at this point, um, which still feels scary. I know to the sixes, but, um, this will be something to kind of watch out for and a clue that you might be working with a type six. Another one is that um, they understand and can clearly explain complex issues and problems. Their minds are always going. We've talked about how they're taking in all the data, all the research, all the information. And so they have um, another superpower. Here we go. Another superpower to be able to kind of take all the complexity of these issues, of this information, and be able to share it in a way that really makes sense. Maybe use analogies, maybe just be able to distill it to the most important um, pieces uh, of the challenge so that everybody can can understand and know what to do. Uh, but this is something that sixes tend to be really good at. And a last clue that I have here that you might be working with a type six um, is that they may not have a problem calling out the higher ups. Um, if they don't agree with what they're doing, uh, they don't have an issue questioning authority. And uh, this, as a leader, as a manager, can feel frustrating, of course, um, but also these are the, like, you want this, right? You don't want to be surrounded by yes people. You want people um, to make everybody better. And, and this is one of those ways like, hey, are, are we doing the right thing here? And maybe you are, maybe you're not, but maybe this pause to reflect because of the question from the six or the pushback from the six um, gives you as a manager a chance to really think through, um, to be able to maybe clarify and share more with the team, with with the six particularly. Um, so again, this is a quality that is very common to a six, um, but also can be such a superpower. Um, and I see this all kinds of sixes. Um, Sometimes they might not trust themselves, but they also can can be skeptical of others. And so again, on the scale, right, you they can go too far in one direction. Uh, but when it's in kind of that that place of balance, um, it can really be an asset to the team. So how can you get along 
better with this type six person potentially on your team. Um, the number one thing that they care about the most is surrounding themselves with people who are trustworthy, transparency, you know, explaining things as much as possible. I mean, you can't all the time, right? It's just, of course, um, that that's just how it goes sometimes, but uh, as much as possible, our sixes on the team are really going to value that information, transparency in order to build trust. And that might take time. Um, but that is something that's going to be really important to them. Um, when you can, again, as much as you can, you can't all the time, but be patient with their questions when you have the ability to do so. Understand and respect their fears and worries. So it's easy uh, for those of us who maybe don't worry or aren't thinking about these kind of things just to say, listen, don't worry. It's all going to work out. Um, that's like, that's, you know, that's telling like a type four not to be sad or upset. Um, that's not going to go away. And so even if you can't fix their problem right now or make them feel like everything's going to be okay or share a bunch of information that might make them, you know, feel better. You just, you can't disclose some of that. Um, still just saying, listen, you know, I hear you. I see you. I understand that you're worried. Um, I get it. You're right. You know, instead of just saying, oh, it'll all be okay. Don't worry. And just kind of dismissing them really just try and, and say, I, I hear you. I see you without being dismissive. Um, Really, this this superpower of um, assessing risk and troubleshooting, you know, you probably already are as a teammate or a manager with somebody with this energy, but make sure that you're really valuing this in your teammate and you're you're calling them out, right, in, in a good way, appreciating them. Hey, I see you did this or you did this, you know, last week and maybe there's a team meeting and and, and you uh, shout out your type six teammate here who's who's doing these things that we might just kind of take for for granted. Um, but make sure that we're valuing this. And that's going to mean a lot to them that you see them doing this and that you're not experiencing them as negative or pessimistic and that it is instead something that's to be valued and benefits the team. And then lastly, another thing that you can do to, to help get along with your type six teammate potentially is just to give them the time when possible to go through the analysis right? Give them the space, the time to do that, and then be there to also support them in taking action, whatever that might look like. So um, the, somebody might be coming to mind. I don't know. Um, or maybe there's somebody that you want to share this episode with and just to ask, Hey, you know, does, does this resonate with you? That might be a, a type six, you know, what does resonate? What would you say about, you know, how to get along best with you. What should I know about you specifically? Um, so this episode might be the starting point for that conversation. Um, but uh, I hope that this was beneficial as you think about the people on your team or maybe even a client, you know, that you have that ask a lot of questions as a devil's advocate. I hear from, from salespeople. I think they might have a couple of uh, type six clients or maybe with that energy anyway. And so just knowing where they're coming from can, can help us take it less personal and be less offended and less frustrated, right? So thanks so much for being here for this one. Um, next week, we'll be looking at the type seven, how to know if you might be working with the type seven. And uh, until then, have a great week and I'll see you back here soon.